Good morning and welcome to a Saturday, December the 12th episode of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain. Uh, we are so happy that you decided to join us today uh, for our continuing series on Revelation. Uh, Pastor and I have been talking, and and uh, it's... It's incredible when we consider what's happening in the world today, uh, the amount of, of chaos and, and confusion, and, and there's a lot of fear out there, uh, a whole bunch of it. Uh, uh, for instance, a, a fear of, of having our uh, latest presidential election stolen, uh, people are afraid of that. Um, uh, I'm, I'm not afraid of any of it. However, um, it, uh, some of it does kind of chap my hindquarters a bit. Uh, and uh, because we see the level of corruption in government, uh, we, we see there's rumors now that, that uh, we've deployed our naval forces uh, uh, to each border of our country, the, the Atlantic uh, coast border and uh, the Pacific coast in order to defend against what appears to be and what is rumored to be uh, the gathering of Chinese troops in Canada and Mexico. Now, there's a lot of fear over that kind of thing, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, uh, these are just examples uh, of, of possibilities that may be coming in the near future. And this is the very reason that we're going through and studying Revelation is because as we do, you're going to be able to, to parallel uh, what you see in the current events of, of today's politics and, and, and the entire world and, and Scripture. And, uh, and we're doing this for, for a specific reason. We, we want people to understand that these things are going to happen at some point in time, but we want everybody to understand that God is always in charge and that he is our blessed hope. And so we really have no need to fear. We Christians have no need to fear. True believers should not be operating out of a spirit of fear at this point. Um, and with that being said, Pastor, good morning. Uh, we're... We're, we're going to, I'm, I'm assuming, do a, a little overview of 5, uh, chapter 5 of Revelation, and, and jump into chapter 6. Uh, so, if you would, please, take us there, sir. I certainly will, and I'll start off my remarks with uh, just a, a, a few things that uh, I think that I needed to say earlier on, and that is this. Uh, we are currently going to be in chapter 6, and we'll be talking about the seven-sealed book, right. and we're going to see the first seal uh, that is opened, mm -hmm. and that first, when, when that first seal opens, that's be, that begins a period of time of seven years, right. which is called the tribulation. Mm -hmm. Now, the tribulation does not occur until Israel is totally back in the land. Right. However, that 
doesn't mean that the rapture can't occur. That is correct. The rapture is not confined to a particular time or any other particular event. It can happen in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. And then what follows, after the church is taken out of the, uh, out of the world and goes into heaven, then we have a period of time that we don't know how long, but however long it takes for Israel to get in the land, totally, and then the tribulation will begin, and it will last for seven years. Now, some of the things that we're going to talk about in Revelation chapter 6, you're going to find that was already prophesied by the Lord Jesus Christ in the Gospel of Luke, if you have your Bibles ready. Uh, and I'm going to be teaching out of the King James Version. I think it's the best. If you have another version, I don't think you'll have any trouble following along. And so, uh, in Luke 21, it's, it says this, verse 5, And as some spake of the temple, how it was adorned with goodly stones and gifts, he said, and that's Jesus saying these things, and then, remember, there's a temple uh, there at that time, and he says, as for these things which ye behold, the days will come in the which there shall not be left one stone upon another. Mm -hmm. And that shall not be thrown down. That's right. Well, and they ask him, saying, Master, but when shall these things be? And what sign will there be when these things shall come to pass? Now, the Old Testament says, the Jews, the Jews require a sign, and it says so in the New Testament. The Jews require a sign, but the Greeks seek after wisdom. And so there's Jews in Jerusalem now asking Jesus uh, for a sign. Right. And he starts to give them the sign. And he said, take heed that ye be not deceived, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ. Mm -hmm. Now that's going to happen under this six seals. And the time draweth near, go ye not therefore after them. But when ye shall hear of wars and commotions, be not terrified, for these things must first come to pass. Mm -hmm. But the end is not by and by. Mm -hmm. Then he said unto them, Nations shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and great earthquakes shall be in diverse places, and famines, and pestilences, and fearful sights, and great signs shall there be from heaven. But before all these, they shall lay their hands on you, and persecute you, mm -hmm. delivering you up to the synagogues and into prisons, being brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake, and it shall turn to you for a testimony. Settle it therefore in your hearts, not to meditate before what she shall answer, for I'll give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist. Now, I'm not going to continue to read everything. But you understand this, in verse 17, he says, And ye shall be hated of all, of all men for mine name's sake. Yeah, yeah. And he says, when you, verse 20, When ye shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies. And by the way, that happens in Ezekiel 38 and 39. 
them know that the den of desolation is nigh. Then, let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let them which are in the midst depart out, and, uh, depart out, and let not them that are in the countries enter thereinto. For these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. And he goes on to say, he goes on to say, and they, they shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive and into all nations and Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the time, uh, times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. And he says in verse 25, then there shall be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars. Mm -hmm. We'll see that under the six seals, Curtis. That's right. That's and right. upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waters roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Right. And then, and then, and then, wow, shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Amen. And then verse 28, and I'm going to halt my reading of Luke 21 with that verse. It says, and when, now, now see, these words are important, the time words. And when these things begin to come to pass, mm -hmm. then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. Yes. Now. Let's get in your Bibles to Revelation chapter 5 and 6. Just a brief review of things which we've said, and then we'll get right into chapter 6. We started it just re uh, just a little bit, but ran out of time. And uh, th this is the thing that plagues most Baptist preachers. <laughs> I got <gotcha>. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We get to the, towards the end of our message, and some of the uh, parishioners begin to look at their watches. So, anyway. <laughs> So, I'm familiar with that. So anyway, uh, John chapter 4, uh, John is uh, caught up in the spirit into heaven. He sees the uh, he sees the throne into heaven, four beasts, 24 elders. He sees the rainbow, and, um, and he sees uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, so there he is. And these are things that happen after the rapture, which is the next prophetic event. These are things also that happen after the judgment seat of Christ, where Christians only, believers only, of the church age will stand before the judgment seat of Christ and be judged not for their faith because they're believers, but for their works. And they will, and if the works be right, they'll get crowns. And then we saw how those elders had crowns. So you can see that they had already been judged for their works. They had already been given their crowns, and they cast their crowns at the feet of the throne. Mm -hmm. So we've seen all that. And so uh, um, then uh, in chapter 5, um, he sees a, a, a seven-sealed book coming from the hand of the one that sat on the throne. And he said... And, and John says, and no man in heaven nor earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither the look thereon, because, by the way, the only one who was worthy, he said, I wept much because no man was found worthy to open and read the book, 
neither to look thereon. And the only one that's worthy to do that is the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. And then, and then he says this in verse six of uh, verse five of chapter five. He said, "The lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof." Now, the tribulation period is primarily imposed upon the Jews as a nation, and so this verse uh, talks about the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David. Jesus Christ came from the line of Judah. Uh, he came from the kingly line of Judah and was the root of David. And so as the, as the uh, lion of the tribe of Judah and the root of David, he, uh, he has prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. And hooray. Yeah. John, John says, I beheld and lo, in the midst of the throne and so forth. And then he said, there stood a lamb as it had been slain. Now look, in the previous verse, he was the lion. He was the root of David. Mm -hmm. Now in this verse, he's a lamb as it had been slain. Yep. He saw the scars in his hands yes. and in his side. Mm -hmm. The lamb as it had been slain. By the way, that's who we're going to see. Yes. By the way, Thomas said he wouldn't believe in the resurrection till he saw the scars <laughs> in Jesus' hands. And so Jesus very gladly showed it to him. Okay, and now this lamb has seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits. Now, we talked about the seven spirits, and the word seven always talks about complete, and that's, of course, the complete work of the Holy Spirit here on earth. Now, the seven horns deal with complete power and authority. And then in verse 7, it says, He came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat on the throne, and when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and seven uh, and golden vials full of the odors, which are the prayers of the saints. Fear not, folks. Your prayers are still being kept. Yes. And in verse 9, it says, They sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain. And hast redeemed us to God Amen. by thy blood. Mm. <laughs> we are bought with a price. We belong to the Christ. He bought us with his blood. Amen. He's given us benefits. Okay. Uh, continuing verse 9, he says, he, um, he has redeemed us by his blood out of every kindred, tongue, and people, and nation. Folks, the gospel's already gone to every nation. Whether we, whether we believe that or not, it has. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared unto all men. Mm -hmm. Now, verse 10, it says this, And he has made us unto our God. Are you ready for this, Curtis? Yes, I am. And has made us unto our God kings yeah. and priests, <laughs> and we shall reign on earth. Now, when is that going to happen? Let's go to the prophetic timeline. The rapture, the judgment seat of Christ, mm -hmm. the tribulation, mm -hmm. the return of Jesus Christ to earth. Right. And he will rule and reign on the earth for 1,000 years. Mm -hmm. And that's when we'll be kings and priests. Yep. 
And he said, I beheld and heard the voice of many angels round about the throne, and the beast, the elders, the number of them was... Do you ever wonder how many angels there are? Yeah. The number of them was 10,000 times 10,000. Well, see, we know that. No, we don't. Because the verse continues, and it says, and thousands of thousands. Yeah. So we don't know how many angels there are, <laughs> but there got to be a whole bunch. Yes. And, and, and it says, uh, they are saying, with, you know, angels have only sung once, in, in, and that was once in the book of Genesis when they saw the creation. But anyway, uh, the angels saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power. And, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. To receive? Now, there are seven things here. Remember, the word seven always means completed things. And so, the worthy is the lamb. You want to count the things, Curtis? Let's worthy do it. is the lamb that was slain to receive power. That's one. Riches. Two. Wisdom. Three. Strength. Four. Honor. Five. Glory. Six. Blessing. And seven. So, we did this last week, but I want to emphasize it that Jesus has the complete authority to receive glory, honor, blessings, and all those other things. Then verse 13 says, Every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them. Now we see this later on uh, when the Lamb of God opens up the Lamb's book of life. And even the dead, those who are in hell, will be raised. And he says, And all that are in them, I heard saying, Blessing and glory... Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto Now, that's four things. That's talking about the earthly ministry of the Jesus Christ. That's right. Blessing and honor and glory and power be under him that sitteth upon the throne, which will be in the millennium, and under the Lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. The four beasts probably were Baptists. <laughs> did you hear my wife laughing in the background? <laughs> yeah, I did. Okay. And the four, <laughs> the four twenty <laughs> elders fell down, and they worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. You want to interject anything? I mean, jump in here whatever, whenever you're ready. But, uh, <laughs> nope, you're doing great. Yeah, see, that don't don't ever give me a minute of, a minute's rest. That's how you. That's how I had to raise you. I never had a minute's yeah, rest. That's right. Okay. I'm consistent. Because, because folks, he calls me Pastor Chamberlain, but if it, in case you don't know it, he is my son. That's right. Of whom I am, in whom I am well pleased. Oh, so you. in chapter six, he says, "And I saw when the Lamb had opened one of the seals." Now, I have ten uh, commentaries, complete commentaries on the book of the Revelation in my library. And all of them, all of them are written by fundamental uh, Bible believers, born-again people, and they are absolute Bible believers, and I love the commentaries that they wrote, and they all agree, at least to the extent that I could find that the tribulation period that seven years of tribulation begins with the opening 
of this first seal. Mm -hmm. So the tribulation period begins, and seven years that are determined upon Israel, according to Daniel chapter 9, and Curtis, I'm awfully tempted to, to do a, a real quick dissertation, not this week, but pretty soon, on uh, Daniel chapter 9 to show you about what these seven years are going to be like and, I, and why. I think that would be outstanding. Okay, so with your permission, because you're the podmaster, <laughs> and uh, okay, okay. Yeah, I know. It's the only time you've had a chance to, <laughs> to, to tell your dad what to do, right? Yeah, but but I, I'm still not going to do that. You, If you want to do it, you do it, Pop. Okay. So, Chapter 6, there are seven seals. And when you open up the seven seals, you'll see some of the things, the very things that we read about in Luke chapter 1. And you can read it, too. There's a lot more in Luke 21 than I told you about. But you can see that in Luke chapter 21. Mm -hmm. And the Lord Jesus Christ is the one who was speaking and who prophesied it. Okay. Now, having said that, Curtis, I don't expect everybody that's listening to understand everything that we're saying and you know why why is that because because you and i don't understand everything not all of it and i can say that because the apostle paul said that about himself that's right. in first corinthians 13 he says but now we see through a glass darkly mm-hmm Peter said, in Second Peter, he talked about the Paul, all of Paul's epistles, uh, some of the things which are hard to understand. Mm -hmm. So even Peter, the, the apostle to the Jews, couldn't understand a lot of some of the things that Paul had written. And I don't think Paul understood everything that he had written because of what he said there. But then he said this. He said, now we see through a glass darkly. But then, mm -hmm. when? Face to face. Yeah. Wow. I shall know. Then shall I know. Even as also I am known. So take heart, people. If you're a born-again believer, you will be raptured pretty soon. Amen. Maybe not in my lifetime. Maybe not in yours. But we'll still take part in the rapture. We'll still go to the judgment seat of Christ and get rewarded for our, some of our works. Amen. Yep, that's going to happen. We won't be here for the tribulation. Yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll be gone. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be viewing it from heaven. Yes. All right. Hallelujah. If we, that is, if we get a chance to view it. But, but understand this. We be gone. During all these seals, all the trumpets, all the vials, all of those judgments, we'll be gone. Mm -hmm. And at the end of these seven years, we'll return in white robes, in brand new bodies, mm -hmm. and we'll be following the Lord Jesus Christ, <laughs> out of, who will be wearing a white robe and on a white horse, and a two-edged sword coming out of his mouth, which is the word of God, and, um, and to the praises of everybody, and he will return at the end of this tribulation period and set up his millennial kingdom in Jerusalem. Yeah. 
and reign and rule for one thousand years. So yes. let's go. And, and, let's on, get and, into and, and on his thigh is written what? You tell him. King of kings and, the, and, Lord, and Lord of lords. And we sing that song in the Hallelujah Chorus. And at the end of that, it says, And he shall reign forever and ever. Uh, pardon my singing, but uh, that's what the, that's how the song goes. And it's absolutely, 100% scripturally accurate. Yes. So, but before we get there, we got to go through the Revelation. And when we go through the Rev Revelation... If, if you're listening and you're a believer, I want you to know that understanding and knowing this book should lead you to bigger and better and greater and more enthusiastic winning of souls to Jesus Christ. Amen. Your family, your friends, yes. your neighbors. Yes. I witnessed to the... I, I the poor cashiers at, at Walmart. I know you do. One lady said, how are you doing? And I said, oh, I'm just getting older and uglier. And she said, well, that's better than the alternative. I said, oh, no, it isn't the alternative. It's <laughs> said, I'll die. I'll die is what you're talking about. And, and I'm a Christian, and so I'll be right. I'll have a brand new body, <laughs> and I won't age, and I'll be with Jesus Christ. <laughs> That'll yep. be twenty-seven dollars and thirty-six cents, sir. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> you know. Yep. Okay. That's but at least you got that witness. That's right. And that's what you can do. Yep. You sure can. And, and by the way, the open door to witnessing is a door that you got open. That's right. That's right. And, and while I'm talking about this, uh, I had neighbors, neighbors that just sold their house. They moved to uh, a, a little town of Washington, Illinois, where you're, you're familiar with that. You've been there. Oh, yeah. In fact, you lived with me for a little while yep. in, that, in that town. Yeah. And they moved to Washington. Good kids. Good kids. They were young, and they had a little two-year-old daughter, and I was sorry to see them go. But uh, one day we were talking about what he did for a living and what I used to do for a living. And I said, well, uh, but I said most of my time now is given to writing Christian literature. Mm -hmm. Now, you see what I'm saying? I opened the door. Yep. And then I told them about the Lord Jesus Christ. I did not get a response. Mm -hmm. I, did not, I did not beat them over the head with it or slap them in the face to see if they were awake. No. I gave them the gospel of Jesus Christ, and now they're responsible for it, and they have that. They're not going to forget it. No, they're not. So that's why when we read this book of the Revelation and we study it, look at these things that are going to happen, and you don't want your friends and family to be here. That's right. That's right. Okay, so he says, I opened this seal. And he said, uh, 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 and uh, where, where were we? Well, you started off in, uh, okay. you started off uh, in uh, verse 1. Yeah, and I saw the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard, as it were, a noise of thunder. Thunder is a kind of a signal of uh, some sort of impending uh, catastrophe. Mm -hmm. One of the four beasts said, was said, Come and see, and I saw him. Behold, a white horse, 
And he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. And some people say, well, see, that's Jesus Christ. No, it isn't. No, it is not. It's the, it's the fake Jesus Christ. That's right. It's the fake Christ. And we'll see later on in this book that uh, he claims to be a Christ. And in Luke 21, we read a verse where some will come in my name saying, I am Christ. Mm -hmm. And he said, and, and, and a crown was given to him. This is a different crown than the one that Jesus was wearing. The Greek words are totally different. Mm hmm. He doesn't have the kind, the kind of crown that Jesus is going to wear. That's right. And he went forth conquering and to conquer. Mm -hmm. Now, I hate, I don't like to be political. But I've got to be honest. The United States is not mentioned in prophecy. No, it's not. At least not that I can, men that I can uh, ever see. Mm -mm. It may have been... The word Tarshish, which appears in Ezekiel 39, but I don't think so. I don't think the United States, from this point on, will be a nation for very long. No. We can't vote and be trustworthy and be tr and have it trust and trust in it. We we have to get rid of police. Mm-hmm. Violence is increasing. Mm -hmm. The Chinese have a, a base in Canada. And Mexico. They are building, and in Mexico. Mm -hmm. And they already have most of our technical and medical secrets. Mm -hmm. And our leaders have already been in bed with their leaders. Yeah, starting with Nixon and then moving on to Clinton in 94 with NAFTA. And and, mm -hmm. and the beat goes on. Yep. Yep. China, China, China. Watch out. That's right. And by the way, later on in the book of the Revelation, we'll see an army of 200 million soldiers. Wow. Now, who can gather an army that big? Well, a country that has a billion and a half people right now as we speak. That's correct. And that's China. That's correct. And when they get together with Russia, and they will, they'll have a huge army. And by the way, and we'll see that in this book of, in this chapter, that there are going to be a lot of people killed. Mm -hmm. the, prop, the population will decrease somewhat, and it will be easier to, uh, for the dictators to have a world conquest. Yep. So that's the first one. He went forth to conquer and to conquer. And in verse 3 it says, When he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, Come and see. And there went out another horse that was red. And power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth. Mm -hmm. We have relative peace in our neighborhoods right now. Relative, relative. not total. Yeah. I mean, if you lived in South Chicago, wow. Well, yeah. Anyway, yeah. and it says to take peace from the earth and that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. There, 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 he doesn't even need an army. 
That's right. We'll be killing each other. Mm-hmm. I won't. I won't be here. But you will if you're not saved. Right. Verse 5. And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, Come and see. And I beheld, and lo, a black horse. And he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. Mm-hmm. Did you ever go to an open air market? You you saw that in the Philippines a lot, didn't you? Oh, well, everywhere. Were, yeah. Okay. And how did how did they sell things by weight? Yep. And some of the things were supposedly be fresh, but <laughs> there's a lot of doubt about that. Yeah, I know. There's a whole lot of doubt about that. Yeah. Yeah, and and I heard and I heard a voice. Let's see, the, the the black horse had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny. And see, thou hurt not the oil and the wine. And I'm going to tell you what that penny means. It doesn't mean a Lincoln head uh, copper coin. No. It means a day's wage. That's right. Because we see that in the uh, Gospels when when Jesus said the laborers should go out in the field and they would receive a, a penny for their labor, for, for a day's labor, a penny. Mm-hmm. And that's what this is. Mm-hmm. And so for enough grain and barley to bake a loaf of bread, if that much, a day's wage. Yeah. And see, thou hurt not the oil and the wine. And what does that mean? It means this won't, this won't bother the rich, the oligarchs, yep, the rich. Yep. That's right, Curtis. This won't bother them. That's right. In communist Russia, they have a, they have a, a legislative body. It's called the Politburo, mm-hmm. and and it meets in the Kremlin. Right. And when the when the oligarchs come, they come in in. Uh, limousines mm-hmm. and clothed in ermine coats. Mm-hmm. See, communism doesn't hurt the wealthy. Nope. Wow. I'm not even going to name the names. But you know the names of the billionaires in America today. Yeah, sure do. Okay. Okay. And so, don't hurt the oil and the wine, black, black horse. Don't hurt them. Mm-hmm. And so this happened. This is going to happen during the tribulation. I keep saying, but I won't be there. I hope you're not. (laughs) And when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, Come and see. Mm -hmm. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse. Wasn't white. Wasn't black. Probably gray. And his name that sat on him was Death. Mm. And hell followed him and power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth a quarter of the earth huh? to kill with a sword and with hunger and with death and the beasts of the earth one fourth of the earth's population now we're we're currently um over 7 billion. It's about 7.5 billion people on Earth. But let's say it gets up to 8 billion before this happens, and I'm not going to say it has to. That means 2 billion people have to die. That's right. 
two billion. That's right. In a very short period of time during these seven years. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a lot. Wow. One now these four one. seals are often called the the four horsemen of the apocalypse, and 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 there be people the, the, the famine. There's going to be death. There's going to be conquest. There, uh, and uh, and that's what these four uh, horsemen mm-hmm. bring to the earth. Mm-hmm. But we're not done yet. And when he had opened the fifth seal, verse 9, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which which they held. I have had many, many people ask me, Curtis, and I must tell you that I'm really not too sure how to answer them. And here's the question. Well, I'm more sure than I ever was. If If a person doesn't get saved before the rapture, will he give it have a chance after the rapture? Yeah. I've been asked that question, uh, too. Now, here's how I'm going to answer it. And you, I must say to you, you could, you could argue with me, but you have to come up with some scripture to do it. Right. If you had a chance to be saved before the rapture, it's gone after the rapture. Well, what about these people in in verse 9 of chapter 6, under the fifth seal? There will be a lot of people, and particularly Jews, because this is this is upon the Jewish nation more than anything else. They were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. So I'm going to tell you that people probably will be getting saved, but they won't be people that had a chance before the rapture. Right. But people like children mm-hmm. who couldn't understand, or people um, in in uh, uh, deepest, darkest Africa that don't have so much as a copy of the Bible, there's a yes, the grace of God has appeared to them in such a way, but not personally, not verbally, um, but now they're going to understand it. Right. And now they have a chance. And they will be killed pretty rapidly yeah yeah for the word of god by the way heaven and earth will pass away jesus said but my word shall not pass away amen there will be access to the bible after the rapture and during the tribulation but they were killed and they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou judge the avenger and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? Mm-hmm. And white robes were given unto every one of them. And it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season mm-hmm. until their fellow servants also right. and their brethren that should be killed as they were <coughs> should be fulfilled. Yep. So here's more and more believers going to be killed under the fifth seal. Think about it, Curtis. Think about it, people. Excuse me. No one, no one has an excuse. That's right. No one. And if you're if if you're within my voice today, I don't want to be mean. 
I don't want to. I don't want to scare you. I just want to tell you. But we know from the Word of God, and that is, uh, for the wicked shall be cast into hell, and all the nations that forget God. Mm-hmm. The Bible actually says that. Mm-hmm. And Jesus told the Apostle Paul, or the Holy Spirit told the Apostle Paul to write this, for by grace are you saved through faith. Mm-hmm. Jesus himself said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Mm-hmm. And you're hearing it from my voice, you're hearing it from Curtis's voice when he says, amen, yes. Please, if you don't know whether you're saved, get it settled today. Because the rapture can occur at any moment. Right. And ha- but after that, these seals and these trumpets and these vials, which we'll be talking about, are going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, it says in verse 12, and he said, I beheld when he opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood, and the stars of heaven fell onto the earth. Even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs when she's shaken of a mighty wind. Mm. That's how much it's going to be under the sixth seal. Mm. I don't want to be here. No. But this is going to happen. Yes, it is. Uh, in Luke 21, uh, in that chapter that we read, uh, there would be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. Mm-hmm. And here is the book of the Revelation talking about this very same thing. When these things begin to happen, look, look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, and then it says, verse 14, And heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. Wow. Want to be here? Reject the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't want to be here, and I'm not. And I'm confident of that. But we're teaching this because we want you to understand it. We want you to, if you're not saved, to get saved. And if you are saved and have been, uh, uh, you know, been kind of lukewarm about it, get on fire for the Lord Jesus Christ. This stuff is is really going to happen. It is. The heaven will depart as a scroll, and, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. And John was seeing this. Yeah. And in verse 15, it says, And the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. Who are some of the rich men? Who are some of the tech? You know, you know their names, don't you, Kurt? Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I see them on the news almost every day. Yep. And they're multi-billionaires. Oh, yeah. Or, or, or better. <laughs> yeah. Or better. Yeah. And the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the chief captains, we're talking about the political, the politically uh, uh, rich mm-hmm. and the mighty men. The militarily rich. Yep. And every bond man. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. people who are slaves. Oh, you mean there will still be slaves? Go to China. Yeah, yeah. Most of them are. Yeah. They were told that they could never have more than two kids. I mean, that was, that was what their dictator said. Mm-hmm. No more than two kids. So if you have twins, you're done. But, you know, that's, that's the way it is. And, and, and you're bondmen when you have dictators. That's right. You know, it's not that you're wearing shackles and everything. It's that uh, here's how much you can make, no more, no less, and you got to be here. You're oppressed. Do as I'm telling you, you know. Yeah. Every bondman and every freeman, well, there might be people who are free, and they hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks, now you think it isn't going to be bad? Mm-hmm. You listen to what, what is prophesied here, what John the Apostle saw. Mm-hmm. And they said, the rich men, the great men, the, the, the bondmen, the three, it said, hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. Yeah, they said to the mountains and the rocks, fall on us and hide us. Fall on us and hide us. Yeah. Kill us. Yeah. Take our lives. Please. It's too bad. We can't take it. For the great day of his wrath is come. And that's under the seven seals. And it says this, and who shall be able to stand? Wow. Now, I know I haven't used up all my time, and I don't intend to, but I want to I'll tell you that our next, our next uh, session will be on Tuesday. That's right. And we'll go back to the book of Daniel and see how these seven years come about. What about these seven years? Mm, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Okay, I really am. Yeah. Daniel chapter, and, and if you want to get ahead of us, it's in Daniel chapter 9. Mm-hmm. And look at the Antichrist. You'll see him in Daniel chapter 9, verse 27. That's right. He's there. Mm-hmm. He was there. He was there under the first seal. He was wearing a white robe. He was thinking. He's the false Christ. He's the Antichrist. He's the one in here in chapter 6 on the pale horse. You got it. Or I, no, Excuse me. I'm sorry. Not the pale horse. Not, not the pale horse. Yeah, He's on the white horse, and he's given a bow and goes forth conquering and to conquer. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so having said that, uh, be read up on it if you want to, and if you don't, listen. Listen in to us because I'm going to be pretty particular about this, and we'll go to Chapter 7 where there's 144,000 Jews sealed. That's right. What? What is that? all about saved and, and under, sealed yes and that's under the sixth seal mm-hmm. and chapter eight of the book of revelation there will be the seventh seal opened yeah. and we'll get to those uh, with the chapter seven and chapter eight both next week um, in our in our commentary so i think we're just how much time do we have left uh, about 12 minutes pastor Okay, um, let me let me turn to uh, the book of Daniel. 
just read a few things as a preview of coming attractions. Do you think that was yep. okay? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, if you're in Ezekiel, the next book over is Daniel. If you're in Hosea, you've gone too far. <laughs> Daniel chapter 9. Daniel is praying. He was in captivity in Babylon uh, and under Nebuchadnezzar, and uh, he got he had several visions. There had one that we saw in Daniel chapter 8. But then we see in Daniel chapter 9, he was praying. Uh, and uh, he said, uh, uh, he said, I prayed unto the Lord and made my confession. And then he says in verse 5 of chapter 9, we have sinned and committed iniquity. He's talking about Israel. Mm -hmm. um, and in verse 6, he says, neither have we hearkened unto thy servants and prophets. Mm -hmm. And then he said in, chapter, in, in verse 8, he said, oh, Lord, to us belong the confusion. Right. We deserve it. Mm-hmm. But he says, to, our, to the Lord our God belongeth mercies and forgiveness through him, through, uh, though we have rebelled against him. We, don't, we haven't obeyed the voice of our Lord. Uh, we have not walked in his laws. Uh, we, uh, he, we, didn't, we didn't listen to his servants and prophets. We've all transgressed the law. We come, we've gone into this captivity, and here we are, and I'm praying for this thing. And then... God sends his angel, Gabriel. Right. And he says in, in chapter 9, verse 20, mm -hmm. and I will close by just telling you this. And while I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people, Israel, mm -hmm. because this prophecy that's coming up is all upon Israel. Mm -hmm. And I was presenting my supplication before the Lord my God, the holy mountain of my God. Yea, while I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in a vision at the beginning, well, he came and he informed me mm -hmm. and talked with me. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to close with that. And that's your preview of coming attractions for next week. Be sure and tune in. And you will see how this tribulation period uh, fits into the prophetic, um, into the prophetic uh, uh, program, and why. And and the key is in the book of Daniel, who's in captivity, because Jeremiah said the Jews would go into captivity for seventy years, and mm -hmm. they did. And Daniel uh, and some of his friends were taken. And he got a place of position in the uh, uh, in the emperorship, and and uh, he had Nebuchadnezzar's ear. That's right. So, okay. So anyway, we'll we'll take that up next time. Um, I hope that we've been informative. Uh, we want to educate, edify, and encourage believers, and evangelize the lost. That's right. It's my it's my desire under God. And it's yours too, Curtis, and I know you, and that's right. Is that people would be would be would grow in in the Word and in the, in the Lord Jesus Christ, and also those who 
are not growing because they are not born again would get born again. And that's our prayer. Amen. And, and God, as we close, that's our prayer today. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'll tell you what. Um, particularly relevant to uh, a lot of what's going on today. And, uh, and uh, I, I think this is a, a, a wonderful thing that, that we're actually going through this book. And uh, I think, you know, by the time we're done, if you, if you stay faithful to listen, um, you'll get a very clear picture of how this book uh, relates to everything that's going on today uh, and things that will be happening in the near future. Uh, it's coming, and uh, you need to know about it. And uh, it, 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 So it's crucial that you follow along with us and so that you're well-informed and educated, and uh, we pray that you will do so. We, we thank you so much for tuning in today. Uh, we pray that you'll be with us again this coming Tuesday when we continue our exciting series on the book of Revelation. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, and uh, the uh, Daniel chapter 9 is going to be, uh, our overview of it next week is going to be fascinating. I, 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 I love the book of Daniel. Uh, Daniel's one of my heroes, by the way, because uh, yeah, he uh, he uh, when uh, when it was taken captive, uh, he did he determined in his heart that he was not going to defile himself. He would not bow and he wouldn't bend. That's right, and uh, he, yeah, he he's not going to give in to the captors. And uh, he said, "You can throw me in the furnace if you want." That's right. That's right, uh, and you know he's one of my heroes for that. He, he, de yeah, me too. he determined in his heart that he was not going to defile himself. And as as Christians, as as believers in Christ, we should also be as greatly determined as Daniel is. Listen. Wish I had been. <laughs> well, well, it's something that we should all strive for, I think, and. Uh, um, so that's true. So uh, Daniel chapter 9 next week is going to be kind of exciting to go through. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Pastor, thank you once again. And uh, listeners, thank you for joining in with us. Uh, we, we do appreciate your listenership, and uh, we pray that you'll be with us this coming Tuesday as we continue our series in Revelation. And with that, I think we'll go ahead and sign off the air for today. And we will be ready to go again Tuesday. We hope you'll be with us. Everybody, God bless and take care. And we'll see you Tuesday on the Christian Underground News Network. Signing off for now.